playing And the rhythm's gently swaying Underneath the stars in a million bars Guitars are softly saying Mexico yeah, we're off to uh, Mexico now to uh, link up with our good friend uh, John Bonfilio. Um, the uh, tree's not softly swaying at the moment, I understand, um, John. Uh, you've got a tropical storm on and you've got water coming into your house. Yeah, there's, there's no verse in the Long John Baldry song about tropical storms, is there? About there constant certainly rainfall. isn't. From, yeah. from July through to October. You missed that out of the story. Yeah. So, I mean, are you, uh, you know, you say there's water coming into the house. Have you got buckets out or, or what? I've got, every, yeah, got everything out, but it's, it's, uh, I've been defeated with, uh, with everything out. So there's water coming in from the roof. There's water coming in from the street, coming in from the courtyard. Oh and, um, so we just have to wait and see what, uh, it's one of these old houses, you know, it's probably like what, 300, 350 years old. Oh. Um, so, you know, it, it's gone through a bit, but for sure, you know, at, at this stage, we just have to wait and see quite how long the storm continues for and quite how bad it gets. But, yeah, we're at the point now where there's no point, you know, trying to stop the water coming in. It's just a matter of waiting. And then once it finishes, then just helping it out on its way. Uh, so at some point, hopefully tonight, we'll wait and see how that all all pans out. But a delight to speak to be speaking to you, Martin, to distract from the <laughs> from the immediate concerns <laughs> around my yeah. rolled up jeans wow i mean is it like a stone do you have stone floors and things i'm just trying to picture the the house and whether you yeah, can just so sort of brush the water out you can yeah Im imagine it's one of the like an old spanish colonial building so really high ceiling beams across the top and then the the the, the walls are like old big stone walls that are then kind of stuccoed uh together right. um but yeah it's it's uh, and actually the way that the city's been built and the way that it was designed at the time was you know, there were no drains or storm drains so um, and then the old city the historical city of Campeche as with, with so many other places was built next to the next to the coast so as the city is, has grown around it it basically means also that whenever there's any significant rains that the roads become the drains and everything flows straight down through here and then uh, and then down into the ocean so we're so with the last the last port of call for the water before it hits Wow. It's uh, the collecting point, I guess, if you like, you know, before it before it makes its way out to the ocean. But certainly this is a surprise storm. Um, we, we knew that there was a tropical storm kind of southeast of us, but it's it's just hit us very much by surprise. And it's uh, it doesn't look as though it's going anywhere at the moment. So it could be a long night. Yeah. What, what's, the, what's the name of the place you're in? Just so I can look it up, uh, um, you know, because we talk to you every week. And I know you're you're, you're not near Mexico City, but what, what is the place that you're in? So it's a place called uh, Campeche, C-A-M-P-E-C-H-E. And if you imagine the Yucatan Peninsula, a bit like East Anglia, sticking out of the east, you know, right. out of the right-hand side of, of uh, Mexico, it's uh, a bit like the, you know, western Norfolk bit. So there's three states in the Yucatan. There's, there's Campeche, which is very little known and very little visited, where I am. And then you've got uh, the Yucatan Peninsula, which is more well-known. And then you've got uh, the state called Quintana Roo, strangely named, which is the east coast, which is where everyone goes which is Cancun and the Mayan Riviera right. um, and the like. And that's the, you know, that's, that's the well-known area on, on the other side, but not, not very many people venture uh, down, down my way. No. Oh, I'll, I'll look that up. It sounds, uh, sounds Come visit, Martin. Just... Not during the rainy season. No. Well, I'll tell you, July to October, you said, the uh, rainy season. Yeah. So I'll make sure. In winter. Winter's come... nice. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, we may be, by, I think we can fly to Mexico now. I'm wanting to get out to Washington to see my uh, daughter who's working out there, but um, which is some way from uh, where you are. But um, when I get out of there, I might uh, take a trip down to yep. Campeche. Yeah, sure. Uh, now, uh, well, let's start uh, this morning in Brazil, where um, Bolsonaro, you know, seems to have gone raving mad. He he said that uh, the only person, the only the only way he'll be removed from office is if God removes him. Yep, he's pushing more and more buttons, and it's worth remembering that he's the president of the world's fourth biggest democracy. So it doesn't mm. just have implications for for Brazil, but also. You know, democracies further afield, especially if you build on you know, what's taken place with Donald Trump over the course of the last year or so. But um, it was Independence Day in Brazil like this last Tuesday, and he took the opportunity to call into open question all of Brazil's constitutional systems, including Congress, for basically blocking his political agenda and threatening to impeach him, the Supreme Court for investigating him on about three different charges, and the Electoral Court for saying that he's talking nonsense when he casts aspersions on uh, on the electoral system and, and the electronic voting system in, in Brazil, because as you say, he's basically said that only God can remove him from power, but also basically that the only way he's going to lose the election next year, which is a year away now, is through either assassination prison or, um, or obviously the other option is, is he wins. So he's basically pushing all buttons and casting aspersions on all political, um, and constitutional systems in Brazil to cast doubt on everything that's, um, that Brazil is and has been historically, including uh, drawing on military support. And when he says as well about the fact that only God will remove him from power, also he's very much his religious base and suggesting, you know, that he's God anointed and the opposition are basically, you know, thinly veiled accusation that they're, that they're communists so that uh, he can mobilize his support, which was uh, numbered in and around about 140,000 people on the streets of Sao Paulo on, on Tuesday, who are not going to take very kindly to, to any kind of defeat for their for their uh, anointed child and, and hero. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that uh, Brazil has um, operated under a dictatorship, would it? I mean, probably if you looked at the history, there would be more, you know, you say the fourth largest democracy, but, you know, there have been, uh, there's probably been, they've been under sort of dictatorships more than they've been under sort of democratic government. Yeah, and, and very much in, in living memory. I mean, mm. you know, you're looking at maybe two generations, you know, 40 years ago. 40 yeah. to 60 years ago in Brazil. So that's very much, you know, still within people's memory banks in terms of uh, what, what took place. We've spoken before about, about Pele um, and the documentary about Pele and the fact that yes. he, when he won some of those World Cups, he was called to meet the military hunter and the, and the president, uh, who was a general, in order to, to, to be congratulated. So it's definitely not that, that far away. And the great fear is that this is, you know, Brazil has come a long way in the last 40 years is that this is being presented, being put firmly back on the horizon. Interestingly, there was a letter, uh, an open letter written by a number of um, international figures and dignitaries and 26 ex-presidents that was uh, signed and, and sent to, uh, to Brazil this week, which, which suggested that, which said, which accused him of bringing uh, Brazil's, Brazil's young democracy into great risk because of uh, how he's uh, how he's acting and that that mm. is the great fear is that whatever happens in the in the next year or so but even if you know you, you compare it to the usa the fact that this questioning of systems has grave grave implications for mm. democracy further down the line in any country 
and as you've mentioned Pele um, we ought to get some sort of a, a check on him because he's been undergoing surgery for uh, a tumour um, how's he doing? Well apparently pretty well we didn't know anything about this until Wednesday so he was about a week ago uh, what we know is that he went in for an annual checkup, and they uh, they managed to, to spot that he had some kind of tumour we don't know whether it was benign or or cancerous in his colon so he went straight into I mean, it must have been something pretty significant for him to have gone under the knife within a couple of days. Mm. Um, and then the first we knew about it was on Wednesday where he started uh, talking on social media about what had happened and the fact that he was he was doing pretty well. And then, again, complete silence until his doctors gave a press conference today and said that he was he was doing well. What we know is that the gene was removed, that he's currently in intensive care, but he's conscious, active and recovering. But it is still worth remembering that, you know, that Pele is now 80 years old and he suffered from a number of different health complications over the course of the last um, couple of years. So this is you know, definitely a worry uh, as regards his, his long-term uh, health and, and longevity for sure. Yeah, well, we certainly wish him well. Uh, and while, while we're talking about um, football in uh, Latin America, we've already heard that the, uh, the, the Brazilian players and Chilean player, players from uh, that region in the Premier League today will be uh, allowed to uh, will be allowed to play uh, after that um, sort of farcical um, scenes of the abandonment of the Brazil versus Argentina World Cup qualifier. Um, but FIFA have, have opened some sort of uh, disciplinary proceedings after that. Yeah, FIFA are, are investigating to see quite what took place uh, at this uh, at this match that was taking place about a about a week ago and um yeah it was as you say you would have thought that the powers that be would come together to negotiate something behind closed doors unlike what took place a week ago where in the brazil versus argentina world cup qualifier four minutes in in uh, uh once the game once a match had started brazil health officials a completely unprecedented and dramatic intervention went on literally went onto the pitch and stopped the game because of um allegedly four Argentinian players had lied at Immigration and Customs as to where they'd been and they should have been undergoing a 14-day quarantine period, having come from the, from the UK, so to two Villa players, two, two Spurs players. And so the, the game was, was cancelled in Argentina. I mean, I'm guessing, knowing that they had massively screwed up or somebody had massively screwed up, uh, were, were within a couple of hours on a plane out of Brazil. Um, so it will also be interesting to know what happens next time that those players go into Brazil because they are currently under federal investigation in Brazil. And three of them, uh, Emiliano Martinez from Villa, Giovanni, Giovanni Lo Celso and Christian Romero from Spurs actually started uh, the match. So presumably, I'm guessing what happened was they came into Argentina and then lied to Brazilian officials about where they'd actually come from. Said they were, they'd come from Argentina and not the, the UK in order to avoid the 14-day mm. Uh, quarantine that was been, that's been imposed by by Brazil. So we'll, we'll wait and see. But for sure, absolutely ridiculous that you know the match actually began before you know one of the most important fixtures in the global calendar, yeah. Brazil Argentina, yeah. before health officials went on to to annul the game. Yeah. Well, look, uh, good luck, John, with the uh, with the water. <laughs> I hope it's I hope it's stopped soon. How long do these tropical storms go on for usually? I mean, do, do they... oh, it, can, it can it can be like ten minutes, but it can also go on for a couple of days. So, um, well, I hope it's more like a ten-minute one. Yeah, fingers crossed for you. Yeah. Thanks ever so much, John. Do appreciate it. All right, take care.
there we go, John Bonfilio, uh, joining us from Campeche in uh, Mexico. So at least we know 